Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Everybody and welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm your host, George Kurtz. I know I used to joke lean anybody else who does do the show, but now it's me, George Kurtz. I'm here with Cam Stewart. Cam, how you doing today? What's happening, George? Yeah, I know we don't have any uh, hockey except for that All-Star game, buddy, but we came prepared. A few huge board in the NCAA with the uh, action getting off at uh, 12 o'clock there. So we got a lot of stuff. I'll even have an All-Star game pick for you, George. And also we have uh, some uh, DFS hockey. I put a Pro Bowl lineup together, you know. Hey, I know there's not a lot going on. We got Super Bowl props. So anything you want to talk about, my friend, uh, hopefully we can help everybody out. And maybe even a little <laughs> horse racing at Gulfstream for the Pegasus Cup. Got a couple picks there. You know, I look at I. You know, my, Mike Cardano told uh, told me well, you and I were going to do a show together, and I'm like, oh, nice. You know, I finally get to talk hockey with somebody because Mike said it was okay. You can talk hockey. Yeah. You know, football's yeah. pretty much over. <laughs> Baseball's not here yet. So I'm like, this is great. Finally, somebody I can talk hockey with. And then he puts us on today. The first show is today. Yeah. And I'm like, I this is, I feel like this is the meme of the, on, uh, on Facebook, we see the raccoon going, <laughs> where Mike goes, yeah, I'll put him on a show together, and I'll put him on a day where there's no hockey games, and yeah, no football he, games. He doesn't know, uh, George, I, I'm digging deep, even going to bet on the All-Star game there, taking a look at the Pacific uh, in the first game, laying about uh, 20 cents. Uh, the thing I like about the Pacific in this matchup is it, it's in San Jose, and we get those San Jose players, right? Like, we get Burns, and uh, and. Carl Carlson and all these guys, I think they're going to light it up for the hometown fans. So I see a little ba- a bit of value with the with the hometown squad. All right, are you going to watch this game? I'm going to be honest with you, probably uh, in glimpses. I won't be watching the full thing. I uh, got a family dinner tonight uh, for, for my mom's birthday, so I have to go after the show, pick up a lasagna. I don't have time to cook, and I love cooking. Uh, down to, we're going to go to Joe Galena's Fish Market, but uh, too expensive, too expensive, <laughs> George. I got to go get the pre-made. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching college basketball uh, at night a little bit. Uh, I watch golf in the afternoon. I got to be honest with you, I don't like the all-star format the way it is, but if I'm going to bet on it, I'll, I'll be watching and, and over Overnight, I'll probably be watching the tennis with uh, Djokovic. I hit Osaka, uh, the, the female champion, at uh, plus 115. So it was a really good start to the morning. Hopefully, uh, we can keep the train rolling. You know, I bitch about the All-Star games. I, um, in every sport, hockey, football, baseball, I think they're all terrible uh, for very for various reasons. <laughs> but you know what? Some of it's not the fault. I mean, you know, we were kids, Cam. I love the All-Star games because, you know, you never got to see these other players. But nowadays, we do. That's and I get all the packages, point, right? I great get the point. NHL center ice package. I, we all get the football package, the baseball. I get to see all these guys who so it's not a big deal to see Eric Carlson, to go see Joe Pavelski, to go see Connor McDavid. I see whenever every night when I want to see him. You know, so yeah, you I don't, don't care see, anymore. <laughs> Connor McDavid's the only guy you want to see on that Oilers team. What a dumpster fire those guys are. But, uh, yeah, well, I, I know when we do the show moving moving forward, we'll have a lot of uh, hockey picks. And it's way, hockey's one of those sports, uh, George. It's ca- kind of crazy. When you, when you look at a wise man once told me, and we're going to be talking a lot of gambling and DFS, he told me baseball was the best sport to bet on. So when I started betting when I was really younger, you know, I'd pull up at the Burger King. Make Back then you used to have to actually, like, call the plays in and beep, you'd leave a message on the thing and, you know, hey, I like the Atlanta Braves with Glavin, but hockey this year, take a look at the dogs. They've been absolutely, like, just barking, like, unbelievable, night after night. Like, remember the night we were doing the show, and the Islanders beat Tampa Bay. It's just one of those years, it's like, I've never seen hockey like this before, where guys, like, actually, like, take nights off, and, you know, they really pick their spots, and sometimes you can get those underdogs in a real, real nice spot. 
This has been a weird year for hockey anyway because, you know, it's the first year where they've streamlined, streamlined the goalie equipment. And you know, we've heard goalies yeah. bitching, but, you know, I get more bruises, blah, blah, blah. I think it's taking them a <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. I got more bruises. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, what about Darcy? Those guys, they look like Lacrosse Oh, my goals. God. I, I was like, who's this guy play for the Rochester Nighthawks? Pew, pew. Like, it was just, it was crazy. Like, it's out of control. There's got to be a happy middle, don't you think, George, with his equipment? It's like, come on. Well, I, I think this. I think you, uh, we, we may have discussed this on another show here. But I think in all sports, whether this is not hockey, I think football and baseball have the same problem. What since the beginning of the sports, a hundred years ago, whatever it might be, they've never adjusted for human beings getting bigger. The field, the, the hockey is still two hundred feet. Football is still a hundred yards by yep. uh, the fifty-three and a third. Baseball is still, you know, three hundred eighty-five up the alleys and three thirty down the lines, whatever it might be. They haven't adjusted for the fact that human beings, in general, we are bigger than we were fifty, sixty, seventy years ago. Not to mention these athletes. Take this seriously. They train all year long. You know, back in the day, man, I know once again, this is going back to really to uh, say the 70s and uh, before that, a lot of these athletes had second jobs in the offseason. Uh, oh, yeah, especially now, in uh, the Canadian Football League. The, the the kicker was your mailman, George. Right. It was strange. It was just strange. You see Mickey Mantle working down at the warehouse, you know, or, or on the docks to make extra cash. You know, it's why uh, it's funny. I'm a. Uh, I'm on Facebook last night, and someone put up the the video of the Yankees Red Sox brawl in '76, which I happened to watch live, which I know is just scary that I can remember that. But uh, you know, brawls back then were much different, much more different. I mean, they were much more violent back then because these players, if you hurt somebody on the other team, it enhanced your chances of making the playoffs, and you wanted that extra money that came with making the playoffs. Yes. So the, the game was just point. different back then. You know, nowadays, they don't care. They're making $10 million. What do they care about? Another 50000 because they made the the wild card round or divisional playoffs, whatever the hell it might be, in the, whatever they get for the Pro Bowl, for the Super Bowl and the playoffs. They don't care anymore as much. But back then, they did. That was just a big thing. So, you know, and I bring up that Yankee Red Sox brawl because Bill Lee got hurt in that brawl. And there's no doubt in my mind. The Yankees hurt him on purpose because they couldn't hit him. So by hurting Lee, and they pretty much ended his career, they pulled his arm out, his left arm out of his uh, out of his socket. You know, by doing that, they gave themselves a better chance to win. You know, and the athletes today, I'm not saying they don't want to win. I'm not saying that, but it's not like it used to be. No, you, is that Bill the Bill the Spaceman Lee, uh, the, the the same one with the with the with tripping on uh, LSD and all sorts of stuff? I know Morenci, who's gonna he, he actually just texted me, George. We're gonna bring him on the show just to get uh, the college basketball gets ready at noon. So Gabe's probably got a couple picks there. I got a couple picks too. So he said he was gonna check in uh, maybe with some best bets of the day for college because that gets on early. But I know with him and the Expos and stuff, he's got some great stories with the Spaceman Bill Lee. Like I mean, like some crazy stuff, leaving games, hanging out at bars, like that guy. Was a trip, man. Like literally and figuratively. Different times. You, you, obviously, you can't do that nowadays with Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram yeah, and everything point. else. Everything, everything's yeah. all over the place. But uh, yeah, Bill Spaceman Lee. He actually uh, before that brawl, I think, in the papers that maybe the week before said the uh, the Yankees hit like. Uh, I guess they hit like they're swinging pocketbooks. And then one of the famous quotes after was Greg Nettles uh, after they hurt Lee said, did that feel like a pocketbook? You know, it's like, man, he's the, it's, it's a different, the athletes hated each other back then. Hated each other yeah, back no, then. Yeah, no, and I still, and, I, team. and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, you know, George, you referee hockey, I play hockey, and I was with the, I played against a lot of guys that I grew up with, and there was no talking before the game. Like, when we walked into the arena, we actually sometimes, you know, got, got in the same car when we got older as teenagers before it was probably over, but you know what I mean? The minute we left there, it's like, you go to your dressing room, I go to mine, there's no talking during the pregame skate. I don't want to talk to you on the ice unless we're going to, like, you know, I'm going to line you up in the corner, we're going to play the game, and after the game, we'll, we'll have a conversation. But this, this palling around stuff, I know it's different times at different people i'm not down with it but they make so much money there's really there's not that edge that i really really like in sports like i just don't enjoy it. i'm not saying you have to be a nasty prick who you know shoot a puck at a guy before the game or anything like that but there's really no need you're on a team like george you're my teammate gave my team i don't want to talk to anybody on the other team i want to worry about what we're doing how we're going to beat you down instead it's a ha 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 how you doing you you coming out to my bar afterwards yeah yeah i got some chicks coming over we got an afters party after hours party i'm, I'm so sick and tired of that crap do that on your own time don't do it when you're playing it pisses me off agreed you know a lot of them, they have the same agent they work together or they work out together in the off season so though it's just the hatred isn't there which has changed nope. the game somewhat uh, i mean nowadays what do people get mad about being shown up 
you know, baseball when you would show up with some of the bat flips. Flip the bat. Yeah, or, exactly. Right, flip the bat. Or the pitcher going, yeah, strike out, man. You suck. You know, or the football players, uh, after a normal tackle, he celebrate, which, by the way, that drives me insane. You know, when a player makes a play, you know, you, you get paid to make that tackle. He gained five yards on you. Why are you celebrating it? All right? It's, it's your job. So that, that just, But that's what people get mad about nowadays, being shown up. You know, and rather than it's just drives it drives the athlete today is just different than what it was when we grew up. It's just the way it is, and I know it sounds like get off my lawn and all that other crap. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. the game get is off different. Off my lawn, yeah, it, it is totally different. So with the Super Bowl there, George, uh, you know, I, I know these lines come out early, and we can talk about it. I mentioned it uh, yesterday on the broadcast, like the correlation between Mark Andre Fleury saves, and there's going to be some hockey correlations, some basketball correlations to the props in the game. Have you looked at the game? And uh, I know we'll go through some player props and some specials today. Is there anything that's kind of jumped out to you early that uh, you've already clicked? I've done a couple of things. Just wanted to ask you. I'm waiting for some really dumb stuff, too. I know the last one was uh, Robert Woods receiving yards versus Dustin Johnson final round at the Waste Management. I'm probably going to go over with Robert Woods. We talked to Marenzi about that one. But is there anything that's, uh, you know, in, in your grill right now that you're saying, I really like it? You know, I'm on, uh, I had really nothing, nothing to do yesterday. I'm on Westgate, <laughs> and they have over a thousand props. And some of these I'm just laughing about. I mean, they're funny. You know, uh, about uh, pass completions for Brady and uh, I forget the basketball player's name, how many points he might score. I think it was 29.6, something like that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is nuts. So, I mean, it's fun, though. That's why I like props. They're fun. You know, and even though I don't know, I'm not the biggest basketball guy, that's something I still might go with. You know, just uh, maybe gave me to watch a little bit more basketball that day. So, but over a thousand props. I mean, we talked about it, Mike Blewett this morning, as it was, at plus 750, that either Goskowski or Zerline, or any kicker for, for that matter, if Zerline happens to miss the game, I don't think he will, but if he does, we'll hit an upright, or a crossbar, that's, during the game. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that, like, that's, that's Morenci's bet, like, that's the one he's already bet, like, he told me, I'm I'm taking that bet. It's funny, I, I like the field goal over prop at 45 and a half, with, with the so NBA, Mercedes-Benz, and with those two kickers, you saw what Greg Zerline did with Legatron, man, he was the nutting kicks, and Goskowski, he's one of the best in the business too so i gotta believe we're gonna have a kick over uh you know 45 and a half yards there. that's one of my favorite props too bad we don't get seven to one on that that's just a regular bet but i love it i like it as well uh you mentioned indoors with these kicks. I mean, in that game when the Rams beat the uh, the saints they didn't even look like they were trying to move into field goal range oh we're 55 good enough yeah, you know, let's make sure we don't turn the ball over. He'll hit it. Or at least we know he'll hit it 57 yards. Question is, will he get through the uprights or not? But we're not worried about the distance, and we're not going to do anything stupid. It just looked like they were playing for a 55-yard field goal. It's another way the game has changed. A lot of these kickers today can kick the ball this, that far. You're not trying to get within the 30. You're trying to get within the 40. And you got at least a field goal try here. So, And I wonder, once again, the NFL doesn't like that. They don't like all these field goals. I wonder if they're going to try again to make it you know, a more of a penalty if you miss these field goals. You know, back in the day, once again, it used to be from, you know, you missed the field goal, it was from the line of scrimmage. Now it's from where you kick the ball. So I don't know what else they can do to make it more of a penalty, but the NFL would can't make it, probably can't doesn't make like it, any it all worse that much. Than it is now. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can like go from the line of scrimmage. You can't make it worse than it is now. I think. Well, I guess they can, but I don't think they're going to do that, George. That's kind of that's crazy. Well, you, you could make the goalpost smaller. That's the only thing I can think about you that you can do. Personally, I think like the issue that I have with the goalpost, even too, like when you're watching, like with wind, like it's just like, and the way the bars are, I, I'm just, you know what I mean. And there's so many questionable kicks. Like when it goes right over, I'm like, uh, that wasn't good. But it's like good. It's like you know the ref kind of. Oh, it's guesswork. Whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of guesswork. Like a, a kick with a bar going through two uprights shouldn't be guesswork, but I don't know. I'm not a scientist. They put man on the moon. They don't have a damn microchip in the ball, and you can't make, a, you know, a, I guess a better post or something more sturdy in, in conditions, but I don't know. I'm, a, I'm not a physicist here. We're, we're talking. Well, how, you mentioned a chip. How can you not have a chip at the top of those posts, like a laser thing going up, and then a chip in the ball where it'll tell you, oh, no, went through. Nope, didn't go through. I mean, come on. You tell me you can't do this? Of course you can do it. You don't want to do it. That's that's yeah. the thing you don't want to do. Yeah, we're, we're I mean, in today's world with chains, like you're telling me the chain gang still is there. You, and that's the issue that you have with some old referee, you know, your grandpa chucking <laughs> it out there. You know, he's got he's got his uh, f- fast jog going there. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, hell, I'm, I'm doing tired when I do those six-minute updates now. These guys are running around with professional athletes like Tyreek Hill. You can't keep up with them there. That's what I don't understand. You have all this scientific stuff, and you can't even have a chip in a ball. But, yeah, no, the NFL wants to keep things vague because that opens up the door for 
things to happen. You know what I mean? They, they, it's, it's almost like they like the controversy or the non-call or whatever. It brings attention to the league. Like these things could all be corrected, but you know, George, they like it this way. They, they won't. They'll they'll tell you they don't, but they do. I love the chain game. The chain game makes me makes me laugh my ass off every time. I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. I love when you see the guy, you know, something happens over the middle, and the, the player, the guy, whatever, the line judge is running towards the field. He starts off running at the 35. By the time he gets there, he's running at the 36. And that's when he, because he's, he's tired, like you said, he's dying here. And he's, there's no way that's, are you kidding me? There's no way that's accurate. I mean, Mike Blewett brought it up uh, earlier, how when, you know, when you, you punt and the punt goes out of bounds, and it goes completely, it flies out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Now, how is that? That guy, how can he keep an eye on the punt that's 20 yards in the air and the ground, okay? He can't. It's literally impossible, boys and girls. He's walking. He's walking. He's still walking. I'm like, really? It went out there? Okay, buddy. Sure. It reminds me of the old Price is Right game show. Have you ever watched Price is Right? Where, oh, love uh, it. Love the guy, it. Love all game shows. That, yeah, that guy used to go up uh, the go up the cliff and he'd stop at a certain yeah, number. Yeah, that's, that's that yes, that's the one. Ding, he goes off the cliff. Oh, I guess that's where it is then. <laughs> the Swiss Alps turkey. He's up there and pew, right over the cliff, yeah. Hey, the NFL's crazy, buddy. They like it this way. I, I just love the fact that uh, uh, the Rams corner gets fined like $26,700. Thanks, guys. I'm sure that infuriated. Uh, sorry, the Saints, uh, it, it got them even more pissed off. <laughs> like, honestly, the league doesn't apologize, but they give a guy a $26,000. What's it, 26-7? Like, weird number, too. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, if you're the Saints, you're usually you're steaming you're fuming right now you're you're losing your mind and as well you should be but you know what there were plenty of other calls That's in that light. game that weren't called either yep. i mean uh, the, the officiating's bad it's bad it's t- it determines every game I don't think of our players win games anymore. The officials win, win and lose games. You know, in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden you're going to get this pass deference calls, the holding calls, the automatic first downs. Drives me insane at the NFL. It's like all sports now, buddy. Welcome to the real world, George. You know it. I got they some golf suck. stuff for you, too, George. After the break, too, there's some things going on today. So I'm going to go over a couple uh, matchup bets and some stuff like that, too, buddy. Four Weekend Fantasy Update. George Four. Kurtz, he's Cam Stewart, and we will be back after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. the show welcome back weekend fantasy update i am george kurtz he's cam stewart and we're here until two o'clock bringing you pretty much anything we feel like talking about and which right now has been a lot of moaning and groaning and bitching and griping uh gabe morenti is going to join us at 11 40 to uh, cover a little college basketball going yeah, on today. Start today saturday is the big one george we're doing this the, the shows moving forward like it is unbelievable the way the college is at 12 o'clock they got it down there and then at two o'clock there's another huge wave and four like these guys this is this is the kids time time to shine saturday and sunday especially saturday lots and lots of college college action there too leading up to march madness so and you guys are you guys are right there in the backyard it's funny with those uh you know we were talking about the games yesterday with gabia st john's is playing good basketball in, in that area there so there's a lot of schools and a lot of stuff and i noticed it when i went to new york i turn on the tv i'm like college basketball college basketball college basketball college basketball which i like it's kind of like the way hockey is here it's almost like on every channel it was it was beautiful 
you know, actually, I went to St. John's back with uh, Chris Moen and Walter Burry uh, back when they nice. were, were we the Red the Red You had right? that on the red, the red Storm. Yes, the Red Storm. Yes, they, they changed the name since then because, of course, everyone's got to be politically correct in this day and age. So, uh, and yeah, but uh, I did go to St. John's. Uh, I, I used to go to St. John's and, uh, you know, go to class in the morning, not be able to find a parking spot and go home because it would piss me <laughs> off. Like, uh, I mean, when I get to New York City trying to find a spot next to Impossible oh, yeah. and Oh, yeah, so I'm going to fight to find a spot so I can go to a class I don't want to be in, economics or whatever the hell it was, calculus. Yeah, that's just not going to happen at that point in my life. Uh, probably not the smartest thing I've ever done. So, Cam, Super Bowl. Todd <laughs> yes. Gurley, what the hell is going on? I'll tell you, with Todd Gurley, uh, I actually believe, you know, obviously I think there's a little bit of an injury, but I think it's more self-inflicted on him, and it's weird, like, most athletes you'd see to make mistakes, you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to shake it off. But he was really emotionally rattled and like taking himself out of the game and letting CJ Anderson do his thing. And I have to admit the running game did go better with CJ Anderson. But when you look at Todd Gurley and you look at the props associated with him in this game, I think it offers a lot of take back and a lot of value. Like usually we're getting running backs, uh, George, when I, you know, I'm betting these things, you have Tom Brady as a Super Bowl favorite at even money. Then you have Jared Goff, uh, two to one. Usually the quarterbacks are the favorites, and then the running backs usually go between four and six to one. You know, uh, Sony and Michelle and these guys. And I'm seeing Gurley anywhere between twelve and seventeen to one on on books, and I think that's insane. I think it's extra time for him to get prepared. I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. I like him to score a touchdown in the game. I don't want to lay. Uh, I think it's. 60 cents to, for him to score that touchdown, but I think he'll be a big part of the game. I think it's enough time to get him back, and uh, the books really don't think he's going to be that effective, and I might jump on uh, Todd Gurley. I also kind of like Tyler Higby for, like, weird stuff, you know, maybe a touchdown at 8-1. to one. Um, It's interesting. They go to they go to him and Everett. It kind of switched the other week, but he was, he, he was getting some red zone targets there, which I like, and Higby was a great receiver in college at Western Kentucky. It was funny. He used to be, like, one of the best tight ends, and I always thought he was going to have a bigger NFL career, kind of like the way Eric Ebron is doing things for the Colts, but uh, you know what? Those are guys that I'm looking at, and I think Gurley's too low. Uh, I'm, I'll get your thoughts on this, but I think, uh, you know what I mean? I would have probably put him at 8-1 to one maybe due to the struggle, but not uh, the likes of 16 or 17. That's nuts, George. Oh, if he's 16, 17 to 1, double, any double digits to 1, I'll, I'll take my chances. I think this is a strange situation. I don't, listen, I don't know what the hell is going on. I do think he's hurt. That's the only thing, only thing I can think of. We all saw him get hurt in the, uh, that Monday night game. The Chiefs-Rams uh, game where he came, uh, early, it looks like he had a problem on, uh, when he went out of bounds, got stepped on or whatever it might have been. And I wonder if he stretched ligaments or something like that in his foot, plantar fasciitis, something like this. And it is what keeps going through my head. Something you can play through, but that you, you're not the same player. Because uh, it's just been – it has – it's just been strange, and he's, he's had time to heal here. Took a couple weeks off at the end of the regular season, had the bye week, he had another, now he has another bye week here. So I'm curious as all hell. Betting-wise, sure, I have no problem. If the odds are there, I'll take my chances, right? I'm well aware of the risk, but I'll take my chances there. But anything straight up, uh, and I bring this up because I wonder, you know, Bill Belichick, what does he like to do when he's on defense? He likes to take away the offense's best weapon, force them to win you know, with, with their secondary choices. And I wanted to, to, will he right now, will he consider Gurley their best weapon? So, I, I, you know, it's, it's almost like a cat and mouse game. Does he, uh, does he believe the same thing? Gurley's hurt. He's not their best weapon. Let's take away Brandon Cooks and the, the, uh, the big play. Took away Tyreek Hill last week. So you wonder, I, that's what I wonder here. Uh, how well, Belichick will approach this. Will he think Gurley is their best weapon? Listen to this one, George. So I'm just going through uh, the props on one of our sponsors, uh, my bookie, who I have an account with, too. I have a, a lot of different uh, sports books uh, like to shop around. His rushing yards is 70.5 to the plus, so you don't even have to lay any juice if you like the over. Uh, under 70.5 minus 120. Okay, I could look at that one. I'm not going to definitely pull the trigger. I need to think about that. Pass reception, uh, pass catches, though, three and a half. That seems low to me. I got to believe, I know, like, definitely James White will go over his numbers because he's almost a stone-cold lock. Uh, we talk about, I think that line opened up five and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it was six and a half, almost seven, before the Super Bowl actually starts. But Gurley, pass reception, three and a half. I like the over there. And receiving yards, 37 and a half to me. Like, he can bust out a couple of these plays. I got to believe it's not just going to be C.J. Anderson up the middle, C.J. Anderson, C.J. Anderson falling forward. Like, I think they're still going to do some things with Gurley. You know, too, George. 
it's the Super Bowl. There's time to recover after this. Like it's it's kind of like an all or nothing thing. I got my chips on the table. I'm gonna I I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna put them in there. I believe that we can get things done. That you could be the man and leave it all out there. And there's gonna be times to heal. I think his numbers are way too low. Uh, rushing and receiving is 107 and a half. Like these are numbers that I think he can definitely definitely get. And I like your point though. Who are they gonna take out? But they might take out Woods. They might take out uh, Cooks. Who knows what they're gonna do? But I gotta believe Gurley is going to get some touches. And uh, Morency and I also were thinking about Josh Reynolds as a secondary guy. He really showed up in the second half of that game against the Saints. And I think he's a guy that we could look at uh, getting a lot of targets and catches as well. You know, I discussed this with you briefly on uh, Tuesday, you and Gabe. Uh, have you ever seen, uh, you're, you're much more into gambling than I am, and you've been doing it much longer than I have, mainly because it's been illegal here. Uh, have you ever seen, I mean, immediately after the game last week, it was what, the, the Rams were the favorite. But then yeah. within hours, I mean, it changed almost three points to make New England the favorite. Have you ever, I mean, was Vegas admitting that, hey, we just made a mistake, we screwed up? Or, I mean, what was your, uh, what did you think when you saw this, where it went from the Rams all of a sudden to New England by a couple of points? And do you expect in the next eight days for this spread to go even higher as more, I think, more New England money will come in? That's an excellent question, George. And you know what the funny thing is? At first, when the line came out, it's basically what the Drew Dinkmeyers and the smart DFS people, we do a daily roto, you know, they throw the numbers in the supercomputer after the games with no human emotion, and the number came out, Rams minus one. People see a Rams minus one posted. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? The Patriots going to Kansas City and beat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh, the Rams needed, you know, a non-call to beat these guys. People see what they see, right? They see what they see last. And then I think New England, people went ding, 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 ding. They started smashing New England. Yeah, and it went from one to two and a half. You're right, like three and a half point line movement. Then it went up to three in some spots. Then people came out with the Rams on the other side, a key number of three, the full field goal. They start to take that there, and then that's when things get interesting. I'm going to tell you so, but the computer believes the Rams are one-point favorite in this game. I talked about it yesterday on Red Heat and Rage. They've taken multiple huge bets, like bets of over you know, $10,000 and $100,000, big-figure bets, and right now at Will Hill, in the United States, the action is 84.5%, I think, on New England. And at the bets that they've taken at the MGM in Vegas, I think they were talking like close to 96% so far of spread bets on uh, the Patriots. Yet the line hasn't gone to three. What does that tell me? It tells me I'm already on the Rams. I don't think we're going to get three. If we do, I will pummel it at three. I think the Rams can win the Super Bowl, and I definitely, definitely love them teased. I don't think New England will win this game by not more than nine and a half points. All their Super Bowls are close. I actually really, really think the Rams can get to Tom Brady. We thought that would happen with the Chargers, Bosa and Ingram. They didn't get there. We thought the Chiefs in their improved pass rush could get there. It didn't get there. Let's give the Patriots a lot of credit. That offensive line is playing great. But Indomitian Sue and Donald had a wicked game, and Sue is playing better all the time, buddy. I'm telling you, I really think the Rams can get it done, George. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the points in this game, and I still think people are going to bet New England if it goes up to three. That's why the books are leaving it, I think, at two and a half, because once it's at three, people will come back with New England. I think it's going to be a bloodbath for Patriots betters. That's just my opinion. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, the way to get to Brady is pressure up the middle. You know, not so much yes. on the outside. He'll yes. get, he'll get rid of the Middle. ball. If you blitz him from the outside, he, he'll you know you, you want to stop him from stepping up. And Aaron Donald, and uh, we all know Donald's great. Maybe he should win the MVP. Blah 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 blah. But you mentioned uh, Dominic and Sue, and Sue has played so much better over the past month. Almost like he's been waiting for this. You know, the regular season was just coasting through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Next. Exactly. Exactly. And they're waiting for this, right? Because that's how, well, that's how this team was put together. When you think about it, Cam. I mean, this is this team. Nadamik and Sue signed, right? Uh, we'll sign Talib. We'll sign Marcus Peters. Uh, we'll trade for Brandon Cooks. This team is one of those. I mean, I don't want to call them dream teams, but it's so because they don't have to pay Jared Goff major money yet. You know, they've been able to do all this other stuff. Yeah, that was that and, was. Uh, when, you know what? As a Seahawk fan, that's what we did early with Russell Wilson. Remember when exactly. he was on that rookie deal? We were kicking this is a team that started. We didn't have to pay anybody. It's actually when I look at the Rams, they're very similar to the old Seahawks when they didn't have to pay money for Wilson, the players that they had. Like it was, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, but uh, continue, George. I, I, I'm with you. And, and Sue is the type of player, as we know. We, we even know do this at Nebraska. He has a switch, and when he tries and he wants to turn it on, he could be an absolute beast. And 
and get like I remember college games like five six sacks in a game and just dominate alignment and I think he can do that in that game you're right it's almost like his motor was running at half and now he's like okay I gotta tune up now Brady, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you all day long, buddy. Like I remember, we were laughing at Tom Brady. We we looked at his jersey. It was like vivid white, like it was used with bleach. I know uh, Gronk does. Hey, I'm Gronk for Tide Pods. It was more like Tom Brady for Tide Pods <laughs> because I looked at that Kansas City game and on my TV, it, his, his jersey George was like bright white. It was blinding me. They didn't hit him once. That's not gonna happen in this other game. And I also like the fact that it's on carpet. I think that you know what I mean. Tom Brady's still slow footed. Those those pass rushers and. Not even that. Brockers could get in there too. It's not just about Sue and and, and Donald. They have that's how that the Rams are built with those guys. I think it's a great, great matchup for the Rams in the middle in the interior. Agreed. I mean, listen, the Patriots' offensive line has played fantastic, and the offensive they line have. coach, whose whose name escapes me, uh, he's done a fantastic great job. You mentioned Brady's been hasn't been breathed. He could order pizza back there, and, he, and Brady's also doing a great job. Don't get me wrong, getting rid of the ball, not holding on to, to it, not taking the, the hits that you don't need to take. Uh, once again, he's played forever, he knows. But I, I do, I agree with you. I think Donald and Sue can at least make him get rid of the ball before he wants to. At the very least, do that. And I think that's the key to this game, by the way, is Donald Sue up the middle. I think if they can make uh, Brady... You don't necessarily have to hit a quarterback. You need to make him uncomfortable. And if they can do that, make him throw the ball before he's ready and cover the short passes, You know, make sure James White and Edelman aren't destroying you in the short passing game. I, I, I like the Rams' chances a lot in this game. I mean, a whole lot. Uh, I said I think the Rams are a very good team. I think they're built for this. And, you know, we talk about Sue and how he's, maybe he's going to turn it on here uh, and be that player who really first 12, 14 games didn't care and cares now. I had a friend of mine. Uh, he's not in the industry, but he's a knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable sports fan. And, and he has a theory. I don't know if he believes this theory, but I thought it was one worth talking about in regards to the Patriots. And the fact that, because all season long, most of us, well, the Patriots are good, but they're not great. That's what most of us thought here. It's still what I think now, actually. But yep, they're I agree. turning it on now. So we, we, I mentioned Sue, and he's turning it on. Well, the Patriots have been doing the same thing. And my friend's theory is this. Well, you know, they play in the AFC East. They know they're going to yep. win the division. You know, they, they know the only thing they're really playing for is a buy. Well, either get by one or by two, and this, this year was by two. Yeah, that's all they're playing for is to get a bye week, and therefore they're not really you know, giving their or showing their all until it really matters. I don't know if that can be true. I don't know if, if teams can. I don't know if Belichick would do that. But you know what? It does seem to be something because the Patriots have looked much better in the playoffs than they have than they have all season long. No, George, I think it is true. I, I think it is true. We talk about this all the time. Like, you're beating up on lesser lights all the time. Like, well, yeah, you get to play the Jets. Big deal. Oh, the, yeah, and these guys even lost to the Dolphins in that crazy game where, uh, you know, Gronk uh, was out there when he shouldn't have been out there in the, the, the at the end of the game. That was absolute madness there. But, yeah, it, it's true. And then we, they have veteran players. That's the thing. Like, you, you, if, if Brady had to play in a rock'em sock division where he's getting, like, hit all the time, do you think he could be doing the things that he's going to be doing now? Like, that's the beautiful thing about it. You don't have to play as hard to win because of that division, and veteran players don't get beat down. Other teams coming to the playoffs, Cowboys, Seahawks, like the way they grind, they're they're more they're, the way their bodies take a different toll. I think with the games that they play in comparison to the games that New England play, and we saw them this year. They lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Miami. They were losing to the Buffalo Bills till you know Mr. Anderson, who was in the game. You know, third string quarterback came in there and pissed the game away. Like. I'm not. That's the thing. The Patriots are smart. They have a good system. Brady gets the ball out quick. Edelman does his thing, but they're beatable. They're very, very beatable, and it's very simple. You touch Tom Brady, they're done. And I think the Rams are the team that are exactly what you said, built for it. I think they win the game outright, and it's not going to be this fast show on turf that we've seen with the Patriots, what they did to Kansas City. I think McVay and the Rams and the brass there, they're smart. They're going to have a game plan. And I also like punts over. Like, if there's going to, I think it's seven punts in the, like, I see the first few minutes of the game back and forth. Like the Patriots are going to be like backed up. I think think, think bad things are going to happen to them. And I think if the Rams are going to get good field position and they're going to be the team to score first in this game. And the Patriots are going to be have to have to come back. So I think it's going to flip the script game. Like the Kansas City game, the opposite. Is it Gronk's last game, Cam? I think so. Uh, it, you got to hand it to Gronk. I've never been like a real, you know, 
I don't like Gronk personally. Just I'm not a big Patriot fan, but what he's done, George, and just you know what I mean. Even even the blocking, the catching, the way he drags people on his back year after year after year, and it, it hurts the Bills even more. The guys from the Buffalo area doing that to, to them all time and time again. Uh, it's got to be though. Just watching him at the end of the season, or or you know what? It wouldn't be the it, it wouldn't be the end though if he only played part season. Could he be one of those guys that you know what I mean? Just kind of doesn't play every single game but I, i'm not sure that's uh that's going to happen but if you if you held him out i think he could probably get another year under his belt what's your take well you know we saw bill he tried to trade him last year right try to trade him to detroit and matt patricia and Grant pretty much well he didn't pretty much he said i'm only playing for new england and then tom brady that's it yeah he's not the same player he's beat up I mean, I, I think if I'm Gronk, you, you got the money, right? I mean, and you have options after football. You want to go into announcing or if you want to, what, The Rock called me to go into acting, which I can certainly see. So I'm, I want to make sure my body's healthy so I can enjoy the rest of my life here. You're not the same player you used to be. That's obviously been all season long. Are the Patriots going to want to pay you $10 million a year to be what you said, a part-time player? Don't know if I see that. No, Don't know if happen. I see that. Yeah, so he's yeah, probably so I, done. I'd like to see a, I don't I know I'd like to see him go out in the sunset and not get that Super Bowl though you know what I'm saying George like I, I'm all in on the Rams even though they're Seattle's divisional rival it's like when that line first came out I gotta believe I think they win the game so and the fact that uh, people are smashing the Patriots under three it makes me like it more in these big heavily bet games where Joe Public who doesn't make a bet wants to finally you know bet their mortgage on the game I want I want the side of Vegas which is going to be the Rams. Silence of the Rams. Silence of the Rams. Yeah, Silence of the Rams. Movies. <laughs> nice. We'll be back. <laughs> Weekend fantasy update. We got Gabe Marenzi talking NCAA, the college basketball. And we'll be talking pretty much a little bit of everything. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, almost said Cam Newton. We'll be back. Okay. After this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Weekend fantasy update. Always trying to figure out the song that uh, Sean's putting on here. A little heavy metal for you. I have no Berenzi. idea. It's Berenzi. I got lots of picks. College hoops. It's going down. Parlay some you favorites. Think take a day off. Turn them to dogs. Turn them to dogs. Now, I know. I told him I could take a day off. He likes to work. He works hard. It's good to like what you do. And speaking of liking what you do, the DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new yes. lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping. Customizable, yeah, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings. Ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator outright and top 20 market betting tools head-to-head and three ball betting tools pga pro tip subscriber chat and more go to dailyroto.com click on go premium choose golf and enter promo code golf 19 that's golf 19 for a 10 percent discount that's dailyroto.com click on premium click on golf and enter promo code golf 19 that's golf 19 for a 10 percent discount and let me tell you something Oh, I'm a huge golfer, buddy. Golf, golf DFS is like basically like probably one of my favorite things to do. And I'll tell you, I gotta tell Morenci like we've been playing this uh, golf DFS, and he's been rocking it like with the optimizer. Like in this tournament, he has the second and third place guys. Like Hideki Matsuyama was very cheap this week, and you know that's what I'm telling you. Like he, he's on the show right now, George. I'll tell you this: golf, golf DFS is where it's at, man. That's where you make money. There's still sharks in the water, not as bad as baseball and uh, and basketball, but man, the optimizer really works for golf. It's fantastic. Gabe will tell you he's right here. Good morning. It is good morning, Gabe. Hey, Gabe. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I watch. Uh, I watch. You know, I don't know. Probably about 
six six to eight hours of basketball a day, like basically all night from, you know, seven o'clock till one in the morning. I never win basketball DFS. I don't watch one effing putt of these tournaments, and I win money every week in golf. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the more you know, sometimes the more you know, it doesn't help you. Yeah, it really really doesn't. And it's funny, I talk to a lot of MMA fighters, and, you know, whatever, man. You know, they they obviously know the sport a hell of a lot better than we do. They've actually been in the cage getting punched in the face. And the more they know, the less they know as well, as far as picking winners. Like, it's the sort of over-analysis can lead to paralysis. It really is true. No, it is very true. And, no, you've been kicking ass with the golf game, and I did some, uh, you know, live bets in the tournament now. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, they're just getting off right now, 7-1 to one live. He's only a couple shots back. I took a shot with Tony Finau, 66-1. Uh, to one. And Rory McIlroy, uh, he is... Seven shots back, but at a 30-1, to one, I uh, I decided to click. Only like 10, 20 bucks a guy. Hopefully, I can uh, hit a big winner. But lots of college basketball, Marenzi. And uh, as the inputter, I, I get your emails there. So what are you thinking? I, I was actually, the one game I liked was Iowa State. And I, I couldn't believe they were only one-and-a-half-point favorites. I hope it's not a trap. We talked about how good Ole Miss was playing. But now, they're really sinking, Gabe. And ever since we, you talked about the, the market watch and the trends, they've kind of shit the bed there. So what do you think about uh, that? game or what else do you like uh, at the noon slate yeah mississippi have, have hit a little bit of a wall you're right they were 15 and one against the spread and ever since i brought that up i don't think they've covered a game i don't think they've won a game <laughs> no, <they haven't. laughs> no, it's crazy uh, to be honest you know what i'm playing it safe so all i can really do is share i'm not going to start giving picks for games that i'm not betting uh, i do i'm looking at tcu here early in the morning here tcu are like 10 and one at home um, they're laying three and a half, four. And the Florida Gators have been a big disappointment this year. And it's not a case of which, uh, you know, Florida are going to flick the switch. We've definitely arrived to the time of the year in the college basketball season that you are what your record says you are. I mean, it's February next week, guys. You know, March Madness is six weeks away, essentially. So we're starting to get to that uh, point where you are what your record says you are. So I'm sort of looking at DCU, uh, but... I'm playing it safe, and as our friend uh, Lou from Gamblue.com would say, I guess I'm a parlay playing a puke uh, this morning. <laughs> Starting off with a game actually at Madison Square Garden, really cool format uh, here, George. Too, I, I would be there if the if it was reversed. So basically, this is a great format that they don't do enough pushing, and you know, everyone always wonders, well, why is Rutgers in the Big Ten? This is why Rutgers is in the Big Ten, so the Big Ten can do things like they're doing today in which they have Illinois and Maryland playing in Madison Square Garden in the afternoon. And uh, then they, uh, they take the hardwood off, and then we got a Big Ten hockey game tonight with Penn State and Michigan uh, at the nice. Garden. It's, it's Big Ten Day uh, at, uh, at MSG. It's, it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, you got a Big Ten basketball game in the afternoon. You go out, get some drinks, get something to eat, uh, you know, in Manhattan, and go back and watch the hockey game uh, after it's a great, great concept. I was so excited when I saw it, and I was like, Michigan. And I saw Michigan, Penn State. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and uh, that son of a bitch, it's the Michigan hockey team. <laughs> so, you know, it's the Maryland, Maryland basketball. But I tell you what, the Terps are a damn good team this year. And Illinois are not. So I'm going to money line parlay. I, put, uh, I got Maryland in all my parlays to win the game. Um, we got Louisville. Um, Louisville played Pitt, and Pitt have been a nice play, as you know, Cam. But in a scrappy team yeah. this year, Pitt. They're, they're not fully back, but they're, they're not as good. They're, they're, they're not as good as Louisville, good. though. And Louisville's at home. Good, good call. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they played, and I was on Louisville like two weeks ago, and they lost in overtime at Pitt. And I tell you, this Louisville team with Chris Mack. Chris Mack's a hell of a coach. He's really putting this thing together. Uh, Louisville are a good team, and they can actually shoot Louisville, which is, is a rarity. Nobody they can't shoot. They can actually shoot and score a bit, this team. They're going to get revenge. They're not losing twice to Pitt in a span of two weeks. Uh, and then I'm mixing up the third play. Uh, we're taking Nebraska, Cam. Nebraska, damn good home team. Ohio State goes up there to Lincoln. Uh, Nebraska's only lost one game on their home court all year, if they've even lost. I'm not even sure they've lost at home. They're very, it's a tough, tough place to play. This is an average Ohio State team. And then I sort of played the same parlay with, with Maryland and Louisville. And the other selection is NC State to beat Clemson. Now, you know, they're five-point favorites. I know it's going to be a stretch job. 
Clemson are pretty good, but NC State are better. And this, this, I don't have to worry about the point spread. NC State should win this game. This is the one that's going to, you know, you never know it's going to be a sweatshop, but, you know, it's this is the one that they'll make the parlay in the plus money because it's only minus 255 on the money line. So they're my, they're my early plays. Um, I've got uh, Maryland, Louisville, NC State money line parlay minus 111, and I got Louisville, Maryland, Nebraska money line parlay pays about plus 103 or four or so. Yeah, I was going to tell tell you, Gabe, by the end of this stuff with George, we're going to get him to be a gambling machine. He's going to go into, you know, Jinta's meat market with all the money he's going to make. And, you know, you're going to buy your family, George, a rack of lamb and all sorts of good stuff. We're going to get you. Billy left on the table. <laughs> I'll tell you, George, we're going to make some money. Man. I think Joker's going to beat Nadal. Uh, uh, Joker's I told him on Nadal's good, Love but it. Joker's better. And it's not on clay here. So I think Joker gets this done tonight. It's only like minus 135. I've actually done pretty well this week. Unfortunately, I split last night at 3.30 a.m. I jumped on the over 21 and a half. Thought it was too low with, uh, what's her name, Osaka and... Osaka, uh, yeah. And uh, Kevin Kova. This Osaka chick, I'm pissed off I missed out on this. She's oh, the I, new deal, I man. She's the new. Keith? She's the new Serena. She's like the new I face of women's tennis, bro. Like she's won two grand slams in a row. She's 21 years old. She's the new queen. Like, you know, this is it. Like, the, the torch has been passed. Right, let, let me find more. out how much of a degenerate you are. I want to find out how much of a degenerate Cam is, though. And uh, Gabe. Uh, are you betting at all That's on the why NHL we're so, That's game why we're tonight? so knowledgeable. Gabby, George. Gabby will make you a better talk show host. <laughs> oh, so you better make you knowledgeable if you want to win money. <laughs> so, are you betting on the Pro Bowl or the uh, NHL All-Star game? Because in my mind, that's just complete guesswork. There's no way of telling anything that's going to happen there. Everything's guesswork, George. Yeah, it is. That's why they have spreads. No, I'm going to tell you the Pro No, what game? I'm betting on the All-Star game, yes. I'm betting on the Senior Bowl, I'm betting on the Pro Bowl, and I'm betting on the NHL All-Star game today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is there a sport you told you? You don't bet on? Pacific. I won't even watch it, George. I, I hate the All-Star game, the hockey. I really do. I, wa- I watch the Pro Bowl. The hockey tonight, I'm not going to say I'm boycotting it, but I'll be watching basketball and only on the hockey. Even though I have money on it, I'll sort of just check in. But, dude, but why won't- you got to score a goal. you got to score a goal one pull every one minute and 40 seconds to go over 12 and a half in 20 minutes. So I'm basically just taking the under in all three games, the two, their periods, right? And look, they've had this format for three years. All three years, the, uh, the quote-unquote championship game has gone under the number. It's a weird format. They don't know really how to play it. And all you need to do is get a couple of saves and eat a couple of minutes up, and then, boom, you hit these unders. Twelve-and-a-half goals, a lot of goals in 20 minutes. It is. Why will you watch the Pro Bowl but not the NHL game? They're both terrible. They're both not the, the real game. There's no hitting. I find over the years, I always enjoyed the Pro Bowl. And, you know, I was like pick up football, you know, go deep and let's make plays, reverses. And I always thought it was fun. Um, the hockey, I find the football still works, George. And like, you, you, it sounds like you're a hater. So you haven't watched the Pro Bowl, right? In a few years. <laughs> sounds like you're a hater. <laughs> It's but, accurate. He's right. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in years, and I won't watch it okay, tomorrow. Okay, so okay, so years ago, let's say like five years ago, the scores were like sixty-two to forty and fifty-five, forty-five, and it was fun. It was just like bomb, and you know, go deep, and it was you know, it was cool. It was it was fun. It was almost like uh, you know, it was like watching the NBA All Star Game slam dunks. You know, watching these cool passes and guys were having fun, and I like watching the different teams. You know, guys on different teams. Uh, play with each other, but what's happened is Goodell got all pissed off because one of the years when it was sixty-two thirty-five, it got really it was crazy. A cancel the game. Yeah, it was like pretty much like every every play was like that Stanford Cal play the band. Like every punt were to every like guys were reversing it and like it was getting crazy. You know, like you know, running backs were throwing passes and and it was fun. Everyone had a good time. It was in Hawaii, but Goodell's a Scrooge. He stole the game from Hawaii because Hawaii wouldn't build luxury suites in a stadium that they go there once a freaking year. And uh, so he said, oh, we'll put it in Orlando. 
and it, it killed the buzz because the players don't want to go to Orlando. They all live in Florida already. They like going to Hawaii. So it killed the buzz. And now J.J. Watt, being the big company guy that he is, he was the one that started sacking quarterbacks. They actually hit each other now. Like, the Pro Bowl is real now. And it's kind of weird. It's a weird dynamic. But you know what? I spoke to somebody, and not, not, to, com- not to compare the two, but I spoke to someone. I was speaking to a, uh, to a veteran once in Las Vegas. We were talking about, he was talking about the war in Iraq. And he said, you know, I was kind of, you know, years of my life, and, you know, all for what? And then he said, but once people start shooting at you, it doesn't really matter why you're there. You start shooting back, right? And it's a similar situation, not as serious, but with this pro ball stuff. Guys go there, but once you get lit up, man, you know, once, once you know, Vaughn Miller lights you up, you're like, all right, I'm not going to let him light me up all day. So suddenly I'm going to run around it, and now I'm going to put a move on him. And the tension and the level sort of builds. There's always a few dudes that will sort of start laying the helmet down. I'm not talking full decapitation, but you know, there's some hard hits in this Pro Bowl now. Look at the NBA All-Star game. Those guys play freaking hard in the last fourth quarter. They don't want to lose. I'm not saying it's the same thing here, but for betting purposes, and then the Senior Bowl today, man, we got some good quarterbacks in the Senior Bowl. Um, and also, I can't wait, George, tomorrow to see Saquon Barkley in the Pro Bowl. His first tall ball, I think yeah. he's going to light it up tomorrow for you DFS players. you got to get Saquon Barkley in your lineup. Uh, great call, Marenzi. He's in uh, both of my lineups, too. I was going to ask you, too, I know about uh, college. I like Oregon State. Uh, Washington won a crazy, crazy game against Oregon. Uh, it was actually, like, it was nuts. Like, horrible refereeing down the stretch in that game. A bad inbounds pass and a phantom, a phantom call with uh, basically I warned you about that game. Yeah, yeah, oh, I know, I know. But I, I, I did good in the others, but it would have been nice with that one. But what do you think about the Beavers? Chomp, 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 throwing a buck 30 on the money line. Uh, Washington was very lucky to beat uh, Oregon. I think uh, Oregon State, uh, they're a good team at home. Trust Tinkle's a good player, and uh, his dad's the coach. And so, like that, they got a good little program going at Corvallis now. I think I'm going to chomp with the Beavers. It's a tough game. You know, I'm going to stay away from that one only because of the fact Washington Huskies are now 6-0 and in Pac-12 play. They're getting in a groove. Yeah, they're, they're getting in a groove right now. They're 9-1, Cam, straight up in their last 10 games. Um, listen, Oregon State are 7-3. and uh, ATS in their last 10. They are 8-1 and one at home. You're right. You, you are correct. Like, this Beaver program is actually good uh, now. They're better than the Ducks, actually. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but Tinkle's been there like 12 years. Like, I don't know right. how many years of eligibility this kid has. <laughs> hey, but, man, they um, hope they can get. That's Oregon State. Yeah, no, you know, today it's a tough game, Cam. It's one of those games where fun game to watch. You know, the Pac-12 sucks this year. It's really bad. Like, it's the first time ever the Pac-12 is basically going to only get one team in. Like, whoever wins the Pac-12 yeah. will be in the tournament. Not one other team True. is going to go. So it's very critical. Uh, it looks like Washington's establishing themselves right now as the best team in the conference. Tough game. I would lean with the plus three only because I'm getting points, but I'm going to stay away from that one. I'm going to stay away from that game just because it's just too, too, a little too much of a toss-up. Kansas and Kentucky is just over-the-top cool, isn't it? That's coming up later on. That's coming up later on today. and I'm going to go over the number there, guys, over 144 and a half, and give me the six points for the Kansas Jayhawks. I said they said a little too many points there. Give me six points with the Jayhawks. Rock, shock, Jayhawk. Yeah, I'm with the Jayhawks, too. I, I'm looking at the over, Gabe. And on my bookie, Boston's gone up to four and a half against Golden State in the main NBA game tonight. I might pull the trigger on the Celtics. What do you think about that one before we let you go? I think Boston, that, should that's, be, that's, that's, that's a lot of points. There should be points in this game tonight, actually. Then what Boston is, you know, it's, it's the injury situation, right? That That's why. It's, it's, I'm assuming Kyrie Irving's going to be out again if it, it yeah. bounced up. Golden State are a machine right now, dude. They're drilling teams. They're, they're reminding people that, hey, yeah, we're, we're, we're still the Golden State Warriors. NBA, uh, New Orleans are a train wreck right now. The Spurs are a bad road team, but they can win this game. Um and, uh, yeah, that's what I'd be looking at. I'd be looking over 231 in the Celtics game. Now, I'm going to look at the Spurs, though, today, Cam. Well, good luck, buddy. Ho- hope you have a good one. I got your uh, bets in as the inputter. I'm going to tell George we're going to get some uh, Kurtz parlays cooking, too, after the break. Good luck today, Marenzi. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Enjoy the hoops. Yeah, I look forward to next Saturday. Kurtz, NHL parlay of the day. <laughs> Damn right. Take care, Gabe. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Later, buddy. Later, guys. Well, weekend George, fantasy some- update. 
We've got golf picks and a whole lot more coming up on, uh, we'll go through some props as well. Sounds like fun. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, Weekend Fantasy Update. We're back.